No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see that before they enter the promised land, Moses warns Israel of the dire consequences of idolatry. It's a sobering account of what happens to people who worship something other than God. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Deuteronomy chapter 4 on Simply the Bible. Temptations are particularly prevalent in certain areas. A bar, the beach, the streets downtown at night. But today, being home alone, even with your own television, computer, or smartphone, could be a place of temptation. Idolatry thrives in these places, for people worship created things rather than their creator. The children of Israel were moving into such a place of temptation where idols were many and the temptation to bow down before them was strong. But the God of the Hebrews was altogether different from the pagan gods around them. Moses knew the tendency of the people to worship idols. They worshipped them in Egypt, and there would be many idols in Canaan. But he also knew that once they started down that road, it would end in disaster. As a father warning his children, Moses warned the children of Israel against the wiles of idolatry. We pick it up in Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 15. Take careful heed to yourselves, for you saw no form when the Lord spoke to you at Horeb out of the midst of the fire, lest you act corruptly and make for yourselves a carved image in the form of any figure, the likeness of male or female, the likeness of any animal that is on the earth, or the likeness of any winged bird that flies in the air, the likeness of anything that creeps on the ground, or the likeness of any fish that is in the water beneath the earth. And take heed, lest you lift your eyes to heaven, and when you see the sun, the moon, and the stars, all the host of heaven, you feel driven to worship them and serve them, which the Lord your God has given to all the peoples under the whole heaven as a heritage. But the Lord has taken you and brought you out of the iron furnace, out of Egypt, to be his people, an inheritance, as you are this day. Moses warns the children of Israel to take heed to themselves, lest they act corruptly and make a carved image. Idolatry is always a mark of corruption or rottenness. It is indicative of a culture in decline and headed toward destruction. But man is created such that he will always worship something. If it isn't the true and living God, then it will be a false god, an idol, or even himself. Moses reminds them that when they were at Mount Sinai, they saw no form. The practice of the nations was to make carved images in the form of men, animals, birds, and even insects. In Egypt, the god Min was represented in human form. The goddess Hathor was represented as a cow. Thoth could be manifested as a baboon. Horus was a falcon. The god Kepri, who was responsible for rolling the sun across its course each day, 
was represented as a scarab or dung beetle. Moses also warns the children of Israel against worshiping the celestial bodies of the sun, moon, and stars. Of course, the chief Egyptian god, Ra, was the sun god. It is interesting that Moses says they would feel driven to worship and serve them. Where does such idolatry come from anyway? We are told in Scripture that those who worship idols are actually worshiping demons. So you can guess where it's coming from. But God took them out of Egypt to be his people and his inheritance. He delivered them and brought them to himself so that they could worship the true and living creator rather than the creation that God had made. Verse 21. Furthermore, the Lord was angry with me for your sakes and swore that I would not cross over the Jordan and that I would not enter the good land which the Lord your God is giving you as an inheritance. But I must die in this land. I must not cross over the Jordan, but you shall cross over and possess that good land. Moses mentions several times in Deuteronomy that he could not go into the promised land, but that he would die on the east side of the Jordan River. Take heed to yourselves, lest you forget the covenant of the Lord your God, which he made with you, and make for yourselves a carved image in the form of anything which the Lord your God has forbidden you. For the Lord your God is a consuming fire, a jealous God. Moses tells them to take heed or to keep or to guard themselves, lest they forget the covenant of the Lord. Forgetfulness is the first step to unfaithfulness. One of the reasons we wear a wedding ring is to be reminded of our vows so that we will always be faithful to our spouse. And theirs was a love covenant with God. He viewed their worship of other gods as spiritual adultery. If they bowed to idols, then they were playing the harlot or prostituting themselves, in which case they would experience the fiery jealousy of God. Now, God is a consuming fire. What does that mean? Fire either destroys or refines, depending upon what's put into it. Fire consumes and destroys wood, but it melts and refines gold. Now, I want to be in the consuming fire of God because that is the only way I can be cleansed of the sins of my heart. For every saved person, the fire of God does not destroy, but it purifies. Verse 25, when you beget children and grandchildren and have grown old in the land and act corruptly and make a carved image in the form of anything, and do evil in the sight of the Lord your God to provoke him to anger. I call heaven and earth to witness against you this day, that you will soon utterly perish from the land which you cross over the Jordan to possess. You will not prolong your days in it, but will be utterly destroyed. And the Lord will scatter you among the peoples, and you will be left few in number among the nations where the Lord will drive you. And there you will serve gods, the work of men's hands, wood and stone, which neither see nor hear nor eat nor smell. 
Moses had wisdom. It's the wisdom that came from being 120 years old and seeing a lot of stuff in his day. He could see what would happen down the road if they turned from the living God to idolatry. Now let's be clear about what idolatry is. If we only think of it as carving a wooden image and bowing down to it, then we will be blind to the idolatry in our own culture and in our own hearts. An idol is anything that comes between you and your worship of the Lord. It could be sex, money, booze, drugs, power, a person, or even a hobby. Some people even worship their own bodies. But any idolatry is a corruption of who you were made to be. You were created in the image of God to worship the true, living, transcendent, and eternal God. Apart from Him, there is no other, and nothing in this world compares to Him. Anyone who turns from God and worships a created thing, or something imagined in one's own mind, is believing a lie corrupting his way, and will ultimately perish. For it is only through a relationship with the Eternal One that we can enjoy eternal life. History tells us that Israel did commit idolatry and was scattered among the nations as a result. There they served the gods of the nations that could neither see, nor hear, nor eat, nor smell. I heard a story recently of an island chief back in the 19th century, and he was converted to Christianity. But on his island, there was much idolatry, the worship of pagan deities, and they were crafted out of wood and so forth. And so he wanted to show them that these were really nothing. And so he put them all together and he He brought the villagers together and he said, I'm going to put all of these gods into the fire. And if they are gods, then they can defend themselves. But if they don't, then they weren't gods. And so in this challenge, he put them all in the fire and of course, nothing happened. And so the islanders uh, turned to Jesus Christ and believed in the true living God as a result. Verse 29, but from there you will seek the Lord your God and you will find him if you seek him with all your heart and with all your soul. When you are in distress and all these things come upon you in the latter days, when you turn to the Lord your God and obey his voice, for the Lord your God is a merciful God, he will not forsake you nor destroy you, nor forget the covenant of your father's which he swore to them. Now, when they worshiped these dead things that couldn't do anything, they would get to the point where they would long for Yahweh. They would remember that their God did stuff. He answered prayer. He parted the Red Sea. He provided for them. He was the real creator of heaven and earth. And they would seek him again. And what would God say to them? Sorry, Charlie. You're on your own. It's too late to apologize. No, when they would seek the Lord with all their heart and soul and obey his voice, then God would not forsake or destroy them or forget his covenant with them or with their fathers. And why not? 
because he is a merciful God. Of course, all these things did happen. Moses pegged it. They did turn from the Lord. They did turn to idols, and they would seek the Lord from where they were in captivity in Babylon, and the Lord would bring them back, and they would rebuild their temple after the Babylonian captivity, just as Moses said. Of course, Jeremiah sort of echoed it because he said, you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. My friends, this only happens because our God is a gracious and merciful God. The Bible says that the eyes of the Lord search to and fro throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are perfect or loyal toward him. And folks, it doesn't matter what you have done or what you have become. It doesn't matter how far you've turned away from God if you'll turn back to the Lord with all your heart and call upon his name. The Bible says that whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Jesus said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, then I will come in and eat with him and he with me. If you haven't already, will you invite him in today? You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow, we'll examine the guiding principle of all God does for us and how He would have us respond. We hope you'll join us as we continue through the book of Deuteronomy on Simply the Bible.